Welcome to Your Daily Pass. We are Courtney Passfield and Fiona Daly. Sisters, mums, wives, multi-business owners. And perfectly imperfect. We are hugely passionate about cultivating mindset, growth and self-awareness. Join us in our conversations to inspire. Thank you for joining us on your daily pass again. Today we are really, really excited. Yes. We have got one of our favourites. Of course, one of our favourites. One that was on our list from like day dot, top of the list. Yes, top of the list. Yes. And one that we didn't have to coax too because we could just be like, hey, you want to do this? Actually, no, actually, I didn't let her say no. I just said we're yeah, going to do exactly. this. Exactly. It was like put right. it in. So, Fiona, who do we have today? We have Mando Burnett. Hi girls. Thank you, Mando. You probably didn't realise how much we were like, uh, Amanda, you're doing this. And yeah, yeah. Had to jump in. <laughs> no, Fiona, yeah, Fiona didn't lie there. She really didn't give me much of a chance to say no. So yeah. I'm no, I'm pleased to be here. I think I think what you're doing is awesome. So I'm oh, pleased to, you know, be here and give you a chance to listen to me dribble on for a while. Ah, oh, perfect. It wouldn't be yeah. dribble, Amanda. <laughs> Never. Exactly. We do that together in the salon all the time. <laughs> Alrighty, well, let's jump in. Yes. Yeah. So, Mando, can you paint us a picture of what your family dynamic looked like growing up, like the members in your family and who did what for a living, that kind of thing? Sure. So um, I was born in Emerald. Um, my mum and dad um, both worked full time from when I, when I was a kid. Um, my dad was uh, at the local council, Emerald Shire Council it was then, and he did a range of jobs there from rates clerk and accounts clerk and worked his way up um, in Emerald. And mum was with the Water Resources Commission, which then turned into Department of Natural Resources and Mines. And um, she worked She worked there. Um, I have one younger brother, Scott. He's about two and a half years younger than me. And yeah, we went to the local primary school in Emerald. And um, when I was 11, we moved to Capella. Dad was given an opportunity at Peak Down Shire Council to be their director of corporate services there. So we moved um, midway through year seven up to Capella and mum and Scott and I continued to commute back to Emerald every day for the remainder of that year just so I could finish primary school in Emerald. And, um, yeah, we lived there. Well, mum and dad left in 2008, so... Um, that was when the council amalgamations happened and Peak Downs then became part of the wider Central Highlands region. Um, okay. Dad was the CEO at Peak Downs by then. Yeah. And as it worked out, the CEO was the only person who didn't have a position in the new council. So, <laughs> oh, no. Um, which, <laughs> which was fine because he was ready for a change. Yeah. Um, Mum was ready for a change. So they packed up and moved to Brisbane. Um, mum works for SEQ Water now down in Brisbane and dad does um, consultancy work from home. So he now works with people who are trying to work with councils, I guess. Um, oh, cool. To, He's got that yeah. wide kind of knowledge. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And my brother, Scott, he lives in Brisbane as well. He's a valuer with CBRE. And, um, yeah, he and his fiance and their dog they live in the city and um come up and visit us when they can which is nice so yeah everyone in my family now is down down in brisbane and what a change that would be Except, you know from being in this area yeah, especially going. capella yeah capella's exactly. more than Clemson. yeah yeah gosh. yeah i think part of that was an anonymity thing at the start 
um, you're not anonymous, especially with the position dad held in Capella. So yeah. it was nice for them, I think, to be that anonymous, just another person walking yeah, down the street absolutely. in Brisbane. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, they've been there 12 years now and I didn't think they'd be there that long. Yeah. Um, but they're still enjoying themselves and that's, you know, that's great. That's what it's about. So, I suppose they get the best of both worlds, don't they? Because pre-COVID, they were up here all the time. <laughs> Or it seems yeah, to be. Right. They, they come yeah. up quite a lot, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm really lucky. They would try and um, make room every sort of four to six weeks to be up here and see the kids and visit us. Um, let's not pretend that they're here to visit me anymore yeah. now that they've got grandkids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, so we had this conversation just recently. Mando's birthday is in amongst some of the kids. Uh, and her parents were coming up and she's like and she said they always came like even when she was in the UK always came for her birthday and she's like are you coming for my birthday like not nah, the kids and then we <laughs> so they weren't here for her birthday <laughs> no, <I'm pretty> <laughs> Yeah, nah. so I don't get birthday visits anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. there's that's a long fine. line, and you, especially when you've got four kids, it's like you, you're just going lower and lower in that that's line, it. right? Yeah, that's right. right. So, Mando, what were you like <laughs> as a child? Um, I guess I was I was busy. I was a busy kid. I played a lot of sport. Um, Emerald was really. I was really lucky. Emerald had a great netball club, so I played netball from when I was about three and a half or four. And I also played basketball um, and then that took up a fair bit of time. Mum and Dad, as I said, they worked full time. So we did a little bit of um, after school care and things. But as we got older, uh, my grandparents ran the dry cleaners that it used to be originally where Macca's is now in Emerald. Oh, really? Been around for that long. Yeah. So uh, we used to go and it, by the time we were old enough to become workers I guess it was it had moved and it was over where it is currently well it's now closed I guess in so it moved over near the transfer station um near the sale yards and Scott and I used to go and do after school work and holiday work there so um we did a bit of work as kids we played a lot of sport as kids um I loved school Uh, schools were built for me schools aren't built for I'm going to say 60% of kids, which is, this is a real shame as a teacher, you know, I, I feel like I can sort of say that, but um, schools were built for me. So I, I enjoyed it. I loved to learn. So yeah, yeah I had a good time. I had a good childhood. You see, I'm like, you had a really community childhood, like community minded family and that kind of thing. So how much was community spirit part of it? Like, Starting netball at three and a half, that's pretty yeah, pretty exactly. young to be joining a team sport, let alone yeah. you know, something on your own. Yeah, well, I guess um, people who know me may call me an extrovert. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so mum needed something for me to do. I couldn't be the kid who'd play Lego at home by myself. Um, I had to be with people and doing the things. So she took me down to netball and... That's, yeah, just kept taking me down. I went down every Saturday until, you know, I finished school and that was, yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed it. And um, mum and dad were involved too in the Emerald Rams. So dad played rugby. And so I guess you sort of, you see your mum and dad being a part of that community, um, helping out at working bees and, you know, 
helping kids learn the sport and then you know that's just what you grew up with so you try and I guess do that in your own way it's a normal way for you guys yeah definitely for sure so you went to where did you go for high school then uh so I started high school in Capella I did year eight and nine there and then I went away to Rocky Grammar yeah okay yeah yeah Yeah. and then finished out your years there and then uni because obviously like you say you're a teacher yeah yeah, yeah. I headed down to Brizzy. I lived in um, in Brizzy for five years while I did <laughs> my practice degree, which was business and law, and cool. it was one that I decided that I didn't like. Um, so you did it for five years I, before you changed? Oh uh, yeah, no, no, no. So oh. I only did one year of that, and then okay. I swapped over to teaching. Okay. Yeah. And it was an interesting conversation with my mum. She said. You know, I came home at the end of first semester from uni. I said, Mum, I don't think I like this degree. And I had received a bursary to study. So I was, you know, I was feeling pretty awful because I had accepted this money to study something that I then thought, this is not for me. And Mum said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I think I want to be a primary school teacher. And she said, oh, you've always wanted to be a teacher. You're just too afraid to say it. And I was like, well, you could have said it before yeah, we spoke. Exactly. Mum, you could have brought that up in conversation, Mum. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's just one of those things you have to figure out on your own. So yeah, um, I finished out the year um, doing that degree and then I swapped over and I started primary school. So it was a four-year degree. And after I finished, there weren't any jobs in Queensland. It was um, it was pretty light on for jobs at the end of 2005, showing my age. So... I jumped on the plane and went over to the UK and I taught over there. Um, Did you? Straight, fresh out of uni, yeah. I didn't even go to my graduation ceremony. I just went straight straight away. (laughs) She tapped it like you had plans. I don't need to throw a hat in the air. I'll just get going. (laughs) No, no, that's right. There's no hats for me. I just, so I went over, I lived over there for just on 12 months and I taught and travelled the teaching paid for the traveling and I also did a few other little jobs I did some temp work in admin and you know just a few little extra things just to keep me going um because the travel you know you never cross one thing off the list and then you add four to the bottom so yes of yeah course. pretty cool experience um, yeah, to go gotcha. straight yeah. over and then when you came back from the UK What's teaching yeah. like different when you come back to hit to Australia? Is it the same or is there things that people are like, what are you, what are you doing? Well, I guess probably uh, at that time, so 15 years ago, the UK was sort of a little of their curriculum was based on the Australian curriculum. So there wasn't too much that was, I guess, super different. Um, they are a lot more structured in terms of, you know, here's your folder, this is term one, week two, day three. That's what you're doing today. Mm. So you, you sort of, which has its perks when you've got someone like me coming in and I can just pick up and run with the program. But also if a kid didn't learn yesterday's content, they've got no opportunity to catch up. Yeah. So there's, yeah. you know, there's pluses and minuses. Um, and then... The kids over there, I worked in a really low socioeconomic area. Um, It was a lot of council housing, social community housing. Mm -hmm. Um, Employment wasn't valued. Education wasn't valued. Um, So I I 
struggled because probably the first six weeks I was taking it personally. You know, these kids were being so nasty. Why are they being nasty to me? You know, what am I doing wrong? You know, I've just been to uni for four years for this and everyone knows that what you really learn at uni isn't what you use in the classroom anyway. But um, I got to about Christmas and thought, right, I'm either going to keep taking this personally and have an awful time over here or I start to treat each day by the money that I make and where it's going to get me. So today, yes, that child just threw a chair at me, but my wage today pays for my flights to Spain. So That's a pretty good way to look at it. It's a hard thing. (laughs) It wasn't awful. Yeah. It was was an easy easy mindset though, isn't it? I think so. And it did take me that little while. I mean, I was 22 and, you know, you do think that once you've come out of uni, you're you're equipped, you know, you know all the things. But, yeah, nothing prepares you for going into one of those classrooms where the kids aren't there to learn. They're there because they all support the same soccer team, um, you know, or, you know, whatever. But so it was a learning experience definitely, but... It's not one that I am. I regret because it made me a, a better teacher um, in saying that I came home to a job in Capella. Mum and Dad were still living here when I got home. I picked up a job by chance at the primary school in Capella and the kids were beautiful. And then I did uh, two years in Capella and then the job in Kilcummon came up. So I um, rang district office and asked if, it would be possible for me to take that to which I got crickets at the other end because no one asks for a job in a small school, you know, they're ones you get given and get told you need to stay there for three years and do your time. So yeah. um, When, yeah, sorry. Had you met Doug then? I had. Yeah. So we, um, we went to school together. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I probably should preface that by saying, yeah, we, she had travelled and done, done all the things and yeah, um, right. he was back from overseas as well, living here, um, living here at Bendemeer and working at home again. And, um, yeah, so when the when the job came up at Kilcummon, it was a bit of an, an easy one for us, which was nice. Gorgeous. Yeah. Step into Gorgeous. Yeah, and a few really beautiful years at Kilcummon. They're lovely kids and it's a nice school, so... And I was really so lucky though. When you were teaching over there, how many kids to a classroom? In the UK of yeah. you know, up to thirty. Yeah, okay. And then to come here and there's well, like, go to Kilcommon and how many's in We had twenty six. That was the cutoff to get that second teacher in the year that I started there. So there's twenty six kids in the school and um I think maybe fifteen of them were mine in the first year and then we, our numbers started to pick up a lot. Um, I think it was all the people that were our age that were then moving back to Kilcummon and having their own kids. Um, so that cycle, Kilcummon was going through an enrolment boost, which they're still going through, which is, so that's fantastic. Um, and yeah, we're up around 32 or 33 kids there at one point. And, um, but 20 of them were mine. So it was a big class when it was preps, ones and twos. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we had, we had fun. It's good. Yeah. And so fast forward and you now have four children of your own. Mm. 
Two of them at Kilcommon. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping that boom alive. She's boosting that. <laughs> no, it's good. That's that's pretty cool. It's nice that like you taught there and then your kids go there. That's a pretty special thing. Yeah, it is. It is nice. And actually Doug went there as well as a kid and his mum taught there as well. So Oh wow. You know, yeah, it is. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it is nice. It is nice to be able to to have that um, continuity and that um, family connection, I guess, to the school as well. Yeah. When um, just this whole conversation that we've been talking about, the thing that just keeps coming up and repeating in my head is the community values that you guys must have. Yeah, because exactly. it's come like, like you, come back you know, that. you've grown up, you know, in amongst sport and teaching and, and, you know, your parents teaching and then you get into it and then you become a teacher. So it's a whole lot of giving back and a whole lot of, supporting there is can yeah. like, is community like a value that you grew up with and then you've kind of brought that into your life because it was just a seamless um transition yeah I think um that's probably one that you don't you don't have a conversation about you know you don't say okay today we're going to do our community work or today we're going to be involved in the community it's just sort of something that you do it's what your family you know how your family are involved with you know wherever they live um it might just it might be your local swimming club it might be it might just be going along to a pnc meeting and then you know having your say it doesn't necessarily it doesn't have to be something massive or you know amazing um but i think i think yeah it it is environmental if you are if you grow up in a house that where community is always a part of what you do, then community tends to be a part of what you end up doing yourself. Well, it's just I think. a normal thing to you, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and then to be different. part of a small yeah. community, you do that anyway. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it just all holds together, doesn't it? Because that's what keeps the community moving forward, everyone being a part of it. Yeah, that flow-on effect, isn't it? So, Mando, what does life look like for you guys personally, your lifestyle? You and yeah, so we have, as you said, we've got four kids. Yeah, Doug and I, we live here at Vendermere, um, just north of Claremont. We, I, I try not to, like we're busy, everyone's busy, but I try not to make that, to me, that's not a uh, something to be proud of. I don't, I don't know if proud's the right word, but um, I don't like to say, yeah, we're so busy, you know, because, you know, we're doing all the things I think everyone's busy um, everyone isn't necessarily in the same boat but they're all in the same storm if that makes yeah. sense um, so we um, yeah we have the kids half at school half at home um, Doug is outside a lot with um, cattle work but he's also in the office a lot more these days I'm in the office a lot either for the business or for one of the community organisations that we're a part of. Um, and I guess we try and keep weekends. Weekends are for family. Um, it's really important to us that staff don't work on weekends unless we really need to, unless there's a train to load or unless something needs finishing. Um, yeah, Friday afternoon is see you Monday. Um, go and spend some time with your family or with your friends or doing something that you you need to do to take some time away from work. 
And how big yeah. is your team? Um, we've got a team of 12 spread over three properties. So we're very lucky. We've got some amazing people helping us um, achieve the things that we need to achieve day to day, month to month, year to year. And without them, yeah, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing. There's no doubt about that. One of the biggest things Fiona and I, and probably also Jake, um, talk about is, is your thirst to always sort of be growing your staff and, you know, there's always something happening in the Burnett group, you know, um, to, because you just said to me that quote that yeah, your, yeah. your father-in-law had yeah. said to Jake. And Jumbo once said to Jake and it was, I think it was early on when we were starting out in business and he said to Jake, oh, look, mate, as long as they come, no, as long as they leave better than they come, you know, you've done the right thing. You know what I mean? Like you've done the yeah. right thing and you've, you know, you've helped them and things like that. And it's just definitely something that um, Jake and I and have always come back to when we're starting it's you know, a really someone special way to look at things. Though, yeah, exactly. It? Yeah, or if someone is for new, sure, it is a good way to think about things. Definitely, and then and John and Jan, there's 100 have created that culture um, within the the group. You know, they they want people to be their best version of themselves, and I think that's where the ideas come from for um, for staff development and for other programs that we run for our staff because you do you do want to get the best out of people especially when in an industry where often your workforce are a lot younger yes um you know we get a lot of 18 year olds applying for jobs um some of them not necessarily with a lot of experience um and if you can help them you know become a better version of themselves even if you only have them for 12 months then you know that's that's job done um and i think part of that you know john and jen are those people anyway they are like they will want to get the best out of someone regardless but the other part of that was at the point where we started doing a lot of staff development um the mining boom was happening sort of around 12 13 years ago um jobs were you know only worthwhile if you made over $150,000 a year yes yeah and we we were we're in an industry where you can't afford those sort of wages um I don't think there are many industries that can you know I have you know hairdressers you know yeah gosh yeah yeah so um there was a need to be creative with staff retention and with staff turnover and that is where a lot of that um our staff development programs have stemmed from yeah. you know being able to offer someone not just a job but um the opportunity to be involved in a wider group and a wider team and gain a culture of um learning and um belonging yeah then I think that's worth, uh, well, you know, we think that's worth more than a wage. Yeah, definitely. And, like and not said, everyone else does, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, gosh, yeah. And like you say, when you do have such young people sort of coming in, you sort of do need to make create that sense of family and belonging. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, because some of them come them. from all over the place, and especially now, they can't go. Oh, definitely. 
Yeah. No, times they can't go anywhere. Yeah, of course. Of yeah. course. No, that's right. Yeah. That's you know, it has been. In, I mean, we treat um, the three houses on Bendemeer, or we have this year as one household. So um, we haven't socially distanced it from each other because we all live. We see ourselves as living together, but. Um, two of our staff that live at Bendemeer are from Victoria and they haven't, you know, obviously it's not a, a short trip to go home anyway, but they haven't been able to go home this year. So, you know, that's important to us to make sure that they feel like they're at home when they're here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it comes back to those programs, isn't it? Like even for yourselves, there'd be things that you're learning every time that there's another challenge on or somebody comes up to speak have you had a maybe a favorite or something that stands out to you as something that was awesome that um, we've had some amazing speakers over the years um i probably two that stand out for me uh, marco gliori the bush poet he yeah. came up to jojo um a few years ago and did a, a poetry sort of a poetry workshop I guess with us um, and Jojo's really unique in that there is no phone service there at all so once everyone arrived it was almost like um, a relaxation because nobody had to worry about their phone beeping or pinging or being you know here there and everywhere and responding and um, I think Marco got some great stuff out of a lot of people and a lot of people really participated a lot more than they would have otherwise because there was no way to escape yeah to the no social and no distractions like at all yeah, yeah. No, how nice is that's it though, right you don't have phone service yeah I well that. i mean i know that jake is that one and being a stock agent he never is off his phone so you know that one's yeah. obviously a it's a little bit uncomfortable us. though isn't it we for i feel him. like we've kind of skipped a spot here just that we're talking about the challenges but a lot of people yeah. aren't going to actually know what the challenges are mando can you uh, just explain oh, yes. what you guys sounds... do on a yearly basis yeah sure so uh at the start of each year um steve and lizzie over at monteagle they look after our horse breeding program and uh, steve-o breeds young horses and we were finding that no one was riding the young horses because they're young and, you know, they, you can't just jump on them and um, off you go for a day's mustering. You know, they take work to get going. And um, so we started um, back in 2007, I think, maybe in the first one, maybe 2006. Um, at the start of the year, each a staff member that was keen was given a young horse to ride for the year. Um, usually that horse, um, we, we do have it broken in professionally and then it's up to the rider to then keep that horse going. And then towards the end of the year, we hold our staff development um, and cult challenge. So everyone brings their young horse to a property. We rotate them around. This year was at Frankfield. Um, and then they go through a series of challenges. Um, there's, you know... Uh, with their horse just to show how much um, work they've done with their horse throughout the year and then we have prizes and ribbons and we usually have um, a guest speaker and or two and some sort of um, workshop as well so there's the horsey stuff where they and then there's the um, you know the learning side of it as well so um, yeah that's been running for quite a few years now and 
Um, just in the last few years, we've also added a futurity concept as well, where um, the, the staff are able to bring a horse from the previous year's cult challenge along as their futurity horse. And then that horse participates in the, um, the challenges against the other futurity horses. So, yeah, it's nice. And that would roll on in that retention sort of thing because it's meaning yeah. that people are coming yeah. back. And so this is my cult. I looked, I did this cult last year. It's now my futurity horse. Yeah. So, yeah, which is nice. And exactly, that's exactly right. Looks at that retention and, um, yeah, hopefully staff look at that before they decide to move on as well. God, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. That brings, so, yeah. We, yeah, we run that normally um, sort of September-ish um each year we try and hold our cult challenge before it gets too hot yeah <laughs> good idea <laughs> in this weather definitely oh, yeah. Like yeah. With, um, with the challenges and the development is there like a little bit of a focus on mental health yeah 100 well? percent. yep um we we've done a lot of different things um we've done finance management um like, as i said we have a lot of young people um and not just that sometimes we have couples that are trying to get a you know, get a start and are looking at ways and as in, at investing money, but don't really know the, either the people to speak to or what to speak about. So we've done finance before. We've done um, uh, personal development. We've had an exercise physiology physiologist come and oh really look at um, bodies. Yeah, so um, because obviously it's a lot of physical work involved in in the job. And he was quite amazing at spotting um, people's weaknesses just by them standing still with arms by their sides. You know, oh, your, your left shoulder's weak um, because I can tell because of this, this, this and this. And, you know, the way you can fix that is by, you know. So, you know, there, there are some really amazing people out there that um, we feel like our staff may not have access to otherwise. And um, mental health is definitely a part of that. This year we had Mary O'Brien come from Argue, Are You Bogged, Mate? Yeah. And she she was our guest speaker and, yeah, she was fabulous. So we're really lucky. And so what was that one about, Mando? What did she... Um, Mary O'Brien, she is um, her program, well, her, I guess it's the way she looked at mental health was um, looking at it as being bogged. You know, are you bogged in your mind? Are you bogged in your body? Do you need a hand to get out? Mm -hmm. So just it's just a conversation starter, um, that sentence, really. Um, it's a yeah. question that you can ask to see. It's not, um, you know, some people don't like to ask, are you okay? Or yeah, yeah. is everything all right? You know, yeah. this is just a different way of asking the same thing. Yeah, and it just changes that language to be a little bit more of that Aussie culture. Casual. Like, yep. Yeah, casual, you know, looking out for your mates, you know, probably yes. that takes it more into the language that we use out in the country. Yeah, also. yeah for sure, for sure. So she was great and I think um, if anyone had a chance to see her, she was also at the commercial hotel um, back in September. I'm, I'm sure they would they would say similar, you know, she was she was great. Yeah, I've seen a clip of her. Um, I think it was from Landline on Facebook. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. That yeah. was, it was really cool. And she just like levels with them and talks. And it's not like, 
you know, it's it's they're actually taking it in. It's not washing over them. The the conversation is real and it's yeah, it's yes. unreal. Yeah. So Mando, how do you find it when you're you know, you're obviously sitting there listening to this sort of stuff and it can bring up a lot of emotions for you and you know, your husband and you know, it's it's a it's a line, isn't it? That's hard to, you know, be authentic and be truthful and you know lean into these conversations yeah and then know you've also kind of got to hold the space for your staff members and you know things like that as well yeah for sure you would know similar um you know uh, it is hard and but I think it's super important to be as authentic as you can be um and for that for everyone that means sometimes not having a great day but being able to own it and say I haven't had a great day I'll go back to Jojo a few years ago at our cult challenge we had Naomi Armitage come she is a um, psychologist in Brisbane she is um, she's a crookshank actually from Claremont so she came to Jojo and one of the activities she did with us was um, what num what what's your number and she said this is this can be an easy thing that you do every day with everyone um in the mornings you know what's your number today and on a scale of one to ten one being I'm terrible and ten being best day ever where are you sitting what what's your number right now and um she said doing that activity has the effect of um helping people to have some self-awareness about how they're feeling and then being able to move on and give them the tools or work with them to find what tools will help to either boost that number no one expects a 10 every day and if you do if you think you're going to be a 10 every day i've got some bad news yeah obviously it's not it makes it very hard it makes it very hard to relate to that person and see them as authentic and on the same level as you yeah if you're not just being true to that when you told me about that i loved that story because i mean i i really enjoy you come to me at the salon and and i enjoy those chats and it's like the best day ever it's not like anyone's working but you leave feeling fabulous and i do too because we've had great old chats but it's something for me that I was like do you know what that's so relatable it's such a real thing to have that conversation and say a, yeah well I was on a seven yeah or such an easy concept you exactly know I mean? and it doesn't easy. like get too fluffy and lardy darty and things like no. that you don't have to open yeah. you had to go and stand on a fence post yeah 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 so we we that's everyone in our group just went straight up and Naomi labeled uh, number one at one fence post and a 10 at the other end and off yeah. we went and everyone stood Um, where they were feeling at that point and you know it's okay to then see to show people that you're not having a great day Um, it's also okay to show people that you are loving life right at this minute and that's fine but if everyone knows where everyone's starting the day then maybe they'll have a little bit more compassion and understanding about um, you know why they may react in a certain way to you know a comment or a something that's happened in the paddock or exactly yeah I guess you don't really understand what that other person's going through unless you have that conversation yeah exactly exactly so that was that's definitely one for us for sure yeah is that and that helps sorry Sorry, you go no you go 
I just say that um, it's not just helping the staff, the mental health state of the staff. It helps our mental health state too. You know, we can be confident that we're pretty. Um, we have a pretty good idea of where our staff are mentally most of the time. Everyone's going to have their bumps in the road, and um, that's fine. But if we if we have that culture of being able to talk about those things freely and easily, then then those sort of things are talked about freely and easily. Exactly. And it really starts to break that stigma, doesn't it? Like farmers are tough and you don't talk about the hard times yes. and the mental health kind of, you know, it really helps to just break the stigma and have the conversation and are you bogged, mate, or what fence post are you at? Yeah, God. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, super important leads yeah. into a conversation too doesn't it It does yeah. yeah it's kind of like those trademark shirts it yeah. leads into a conversation and even just listening yeah. to the radio yesterday they were having a funny hat friday and it's yeah. because it's queensland mental health week oh. and so funny hat friday was because it would start a conversation you yeah. wearing a funny hat yeah, yeah. exactly yeah so little and yeah whatever yeah. it takes exactly yeah exactly as you say whatever it takes to have that conversation yeah. yeah, for sure. So, Mando, if we were to talk about um, what a perfect day would look like for you guys, <laughs> what, um, what does that look like for you? Well, it depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you both would know. Some days that to me is a desert island where I'm by myself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> lots of margarita here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but most days, I think for me, um, that that's just a day with my family. It's nothing, you know, there's nothing special. There's no grand outing or anything, any special meals or, you know, it's just a day where you just spend time together doing the things that you do and, um, yeah, just feeling lucky to be able to do that. Yeah nice and relaxed and just together yeah 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 so we talked about mando like you guys are obviously a huge support network for your staff and your teams um you know over across the all the properties what's your support network look like for you um well i guess in they're also my support network you know they're um i've been really lucky um, to have a great run of nannies who have worked for me for the last little while. And I think that's really important. You know, um, I'm not going to pretend that I can be active in community groups and run a business with four children when I don't have help because that's flat out a lie. I have a nanny. I have super staff. I have my mum and dad and my brother I have John and Jan. Um, we have our wider family and friend network. There, it takes a village. You know, I'm I'm definitely not going to put my hand up and say that I I do this by myself. So, and I think that's a um, good thing to remember too, because it's it's showing. And I think it's so easy to see people's highlight reels and think that they've just done it themselves. That's and it, like social yeah, media. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, but they just get it and they just get it and they, they they can do it. But it's like, yeah, but it's just also showing that it's not just one person that's doing it. It is a... That's right. 
no one's posting their failures i'm just saying no. yeah exactly no. no maybe so, that's what we should yeah. do yeah. Yeah, exactly we Post should have our yeah epic failure for <laughs> the week <laughs> throwing tantrums and all those good things we could have a tantrum yeah, we might do that. <laughs> Mando, do you have a favourite quote or something that you just sticks with you? Like Courtney mentioned that there was something that Jumbo had said to Jake and that stuck with him. Yeah. Is there like a little bit of something that's your favourite? You got a little bit of gold for us today? Uh, I do think it's gold. And I guess um, it's it becomes pertinent in a few situations but mine is go the extra mile it's never crowded oh i love oh, that oh go the extra yeah. mile it's never crowded um i think it it sends a message that you're prepared to work hard yeah um but i also think it's also you need to be careful you don't want to become a doormat and you don't want to be your yes person because you always go the extra mile. Yeah. Um, so you do have to think, you know, carefully about the, yeah, the extra miles that you are going and for whom you're going them for. Um, but I think in general, if you go that extra bit and do that extra bit, then it's never not noticed. Yeah. And no, I think that's something that you guys are known for. Like you're known for that. Like, did you not just say to us at the start, you put our questions on a word <laughs> document <laughs> and wrote all your answers like that's extra mile. <laughs> and I'm going back through going, gosh, I hope I've asked them all. Yeah, Otherwise exactly. Like, it's all right. I'll send you back a list of ones you didn't ask. At the end. You can give us some feedback. <laughs> <Exactly. Yeah. laughs> so talking about social media, is there somebody that you follow that really inspires you that you'd like to share with us? I try not to get too caught up in the socials. I know that I'm probably as bad as anyone else at the scrolling and the falling down a rabbit hole, but I guess... Um, there's this probably a, a great one. It's it's relatively new. Um, your daily pass. <laughs> oh shut! <shucks. laughs> really? No, oh my god, that's really like amazing. <laughs> Are they going to post about children and yeah. tantrums? That's <laughs> just a lot, isn't it? <laughs> no, I I guess I'm I probably try and I try and read fairly widely, um, and I try not to get too caught up in you know one person, but there are a lot of amazing people doing amazing things. Um, and I think that's one real positive of social media. Um, but I really try not to get too caught up. Like I said before, no one's posting the failures. I mean, some people are, but there's not many. Um, and yeah, I think um, if we started to go down the, um, the people who I follow, I'd probably think, oh my goodness, I'd, really need to take a long hard look at my at my list <laughs> so <laughs> maybe shorten it a little like something that you like to read what what sort of things is it that you like to read mando oh i'm you know i'll throw me anything and i'll have a go yeah yeah, yeah you're pretty open. i'm a reader yeah yeah <laughs> are you reading something at the moment that you're loving uh i am i'm reading all my shimmering sky 
Skies by, um, oh, now I've forgotten, Trent Dalton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he is, yeah, so, and it's going well. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. And I'm probably, you know, here, there and everywhere and a few other books as well that I'll pick up and put down. And, yeah. Between, between kids and work and everything like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's right. I'll probably get a solid 10 minutes before bed where I um, where I pick up my book, but that's okay. One day I will have an empty house. Yeah. And then I'll exactly. have all the time in the world to read and no one to talk to. No, and you'll, and you'll be it. missing it. Gosh, yeah, that's what I always think of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mando, we have had. Yes, thank you so the much. Best chat. For making- oh, we're done. I can't, wait, I can't wait for the feedback form. Yeah, exactly, on the questions that we've missed. <laughs> It'll be nice. Yes. No. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you very, very much for joining us for this episode, Mando. Um, yes, your episode. You're so welcome. Yes, yes. And I'm sure you guys will enjoy it just like we have. Hmm. Thanks, girls. It means so much to us that you listen to this episode of Your Daily Pass. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, make sure you do yourself a favour and pop back through some of our other episodes. If you're up to date, never fear, we will be back in your ears every Tuesday and Friday. Make sure you leave us a review, click subscribe, check out our socials and share it with your besties.